Geographically. Geographically. This is cool. So I would say make sure that pretty face is shown. Yes. True. They're going to want to see that fucking thing. They're going to want to see that fucking thing, Alan. That fucking face. You good? Ready? gentlemen welcome back to another special episode of the hyperconscious podcast we are running uh, a tight chip over here last night we had a great podcast yes and now we're doing uh, a you and i we're gonna do a q and a q and a uh, people have been reaching out via you know snapchat instagram all the all the good things yes um asking different questions and we're gonna sit down today we're gonna go over the questions go over the answers and since we are both doctors um you should take everything we say and do it. Doctors? <laughs> no, just right. totally kidding. Well, there's the, uh, <laughs> the, the opening of a lifetime. As always. As always. So we today have a special addition to the Hyperconscious Podcast, which is we are trying some green screen action yeah, yeah. to up the production value for YouTube. So keep an eye out for that. And it, it is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. If something goes terribly wrong, don't be surprised. Yeah. But the audio is going to be next level. Yes. As always. So we have a bunch of quen- questions here saved. Questions. <laughs> it's been a long day, everybody. It's been a long day, but we're happy to be here with you. Yes. So the first question is, and I'm going to uh, address this to Kevin. Hello, I have a question that I can't find the answer to. Is it better to do weights than cardio at the gym or vice versa? So I did peek at that question a moment ago, and I said that's an interesting question. I think it depends on what your goal is. Um, if you're really, really focused on building muscle, I would say use your energy and weight train first and then do cardio after. Yeah. That would be my, I, I would probably do that either way. Yeah. Um, if you are, it also depends on how much cardio you're, it's, it, again, w- we've done Q and A's before yeah. <laughs> and it's like it, a lot of it is dependent on who you are and where you are and what your goal is. But if your main concern Everything's on fire. <laughs> if your main concern is muscle gain, I would say weights first, cardio after. Okay. What if your main concern is to learn, burn fat? I would still do weights first. Yeah. I would always probably do weights first. I think so. I think it's more important than to just answer this question, but to give the philosophy behind it. So you guys have probably seen those memes on Instagram that have like you know, what people think versus what you should do. Yeah. And one one side is like 80% cardio, 20% weight training. And then the other side is, is like 80% weight training, 20% cardio. I am a firm believer in weight training regardless. If you want to burn fat or build muscle, I think weight training should be the large majority of your training. Yeah, I agree. You, you agree with yeah. that? Okay. Well, just having muscle on you, the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you're going to burn. Yes. Having muscle on your body burns calories. More calories. Yep. So I would say it's almost like – it's almost kind of a trick question because the cardio is going to get your your calorie or caloric um, deficit in the moment. Like say you do 200 calories worth of cardio. Yeah. 
you're going to lose the 200 calories in the moment. But if you focus on building muscle continuously over the course of a year or two years, yeah. you're going to see the returns more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a crude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like that word. There. So yeah. I would say to this lady or gentleman, I would say, it's, and I'm not against warming up. If you want to warm up on the treadmill, like do five minutes before legs or 10 minutes before leg day, yeah. it's important to get the blood flowing and all that. But Definitely. if you're talking about like an hour, an hour and a half um, long session of cardio, I would do it after weights. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, during gains. my prep last year and the year before, I typically would actually, so I would warm up and do, I did 20 minutes on each different machine. I did 20 minutes on. 20. 20. <laughs> yeah, 20, as they say. Um, 20 minutes on the bike, then 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, then 20 minutes on the, you know, uh, treadmill with incline. Like, I just mix it up because I think cardio is boring, but I also think you can listen to books or you can watch movies. I used to watch movies. Um, during my hour-long cardio. Um, so just do, like you always say, do what you're going to do. Right. Like what you want to do because it's going to get you to the gym, you know. But I think weight training should be primarily your focus. What do you think of uh, fasted cardio? I had somebody reach out to me the other day, actually, and, and ask. So I used to do fasted cardio. I did too, yeah. And my coach prescribed it, and I listened to everything my coach said. And I still, I enjoyed something about it. I'm a sicko in a lot of ways, so <laughs> I enjoyed being really hungry on the treadmill because in my mind that equated to fat loss. Yeah, and, and that's all mental. Yes, in that point. But she basically—it's uh, well, not all mental because some of it is fat loss. Yeah, right, right, right. Yep. But I'm saying like I linked up being hungry with fat loss, so it yep. made prep a little bit easier because I was always hungry. I see. Um, so somebody somebody reached out to me and said, "Do you what? Are, what are your thoughts on it?" I said, "Honestly, I I still." To my knowledge, there are no scientific uh, studies that prove fasted cardio is any better than regular cardio. Yeah. From what I've read. Well, yeah. So, it gets a little slipperier here because... So, when you are hungry, I actually do believe that if you're hungry, that does correlate to burning fat to some extent. Okay. So, like, when I'm I'm in prep right now, when I'm hungry at night, I know that I'm in a deficit. And I, yeah. it's an indicator. It's one of the indicators I use. But do you think it makes a difference doing cardio? So the, the thought behind fasted cardio is, oh, you don't have any calories in your system. So all you're going to be doing is burning fat. You don't have any carbs in your system. So you're not going to be burning carbohydrates. But that's predicated on you fasted for like 16 hours. So you so would do it, it first thing in the morning. Oh, okay. So you fasted all night? Yeah. When, when was the last time you ate in this you know, hypothetical? Eight o'clock at night. Eight o'clock at night. And you're at the gym at eight o'clock in the morning to do fasted cardio. I think meal timing matters, but I don't think it matters nearly as much as people think. I agree. Um, you're not going to gain weight if you eat before bed. Like That's also not a thing. No, no. Assuming, depending on... No. You know, you know what I mean? You will wake up heavier, most likely, because you're retaining. You, you ate later in the day. That's not fat loss. That's not weight loss. Exactly. Because it's all a rolling funnel of yeah. calories in versus calories out. Right. So we're getting, we're getting technical here, but... Long story short, I would focus primarily on weight training. Kevin would agree with that yes. as well. Try to make it 80-20. You want to do both. You want to, like, I want to be able to run a six-minute mile, so I do want to train my cardiovascular system as well. And, and one is always going to hold the other back. For example, when you are in a surplus and you're training for building muscle, like, if you're doing a lot of volume and your cardio is terrible... You're gonna your muscles might be able to do it, but your heart can't, so right. to speak. So you gotta keep all the pillars moving up strategically, and uh, that's a great question. So and for those like I know uh, it's kind of 
a thing now where it's cool not to do cardio and like say, oh, I don't even, I don't even do cardio. Yeah, anything over five reps is cardio. Right, right. And I say that a lot, <laughs> but I don't. I think it's super important that people do some form some. of cardio, whether yeah. it's walking, running, boxing. Yes. In my case, exactly. You're doing sled pushes, things like that. Yep. I, I, it is super important for your cardiovascular system. Like you could have all the muscles in the world, but if your heart is weak, exactly. You're that's that's going to yep. be your weak point. So. And also note that weight training also does push your right. cardiovascular system right. as well. It's right. it's. Um, also, one more thing on meal timing, really quickly. I personally, just so everyone knows, I no longer try to fast before my workouts. I try to actually eat what's going to make my workout best. Oh yeah. So if you go into the gym feeling great, you're going to have you're more likely to have a great workout. And when you have a great workout, you actually burn more calories overall. So as long as you're tracking your calories daily, it's better to have to maximize energy output in the gym. In my opinion, the more. I really think it does come down to do what you're going to do. Like, what works for you? I used to like to not eat before the gym. I it, just like to eat on, a, on an empty stomach. It's just how I did it. You like to work out on an empty stomach. What did I say? Eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like to eat on I an empty stomach. I always eat on an empty stomach. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I haven't slept much. <laughs> um, but to me, I would wake up and I wouldn't want to eat. I would just literally wake up, roll out of bed. Like, I did that this morning. Yeah. Pre-workout. It's pre-workout and then hammer it. And hammer it. Yeah. That's the way I always liked it. Yeah. But do what you're going to do. If if eating a high carb meal two hours before your workout is going to help you work is going to help you work out, that's fine. Yeah, then do it. I, when it comes to fitness, every body, every physical body is different. Every body works a little bit the same, but different. Yeah, there's you know, principles, right? But there there is no right answer. That's why there is yeah, no but there is one a better book one. on fitness. Yeah, exactly. Do what's going to work for you and what you feel best doing. We talk a lot about fitness on this podcast, and I love that. Um, I'm actually starting to frame this podcast as sort of the gym for your mind, right. like a mental workout. Um, remember that we're focused more on principles than like rules. Like you don't have to follow any strict rules. No. It's more figure out how the game works and then make it unique to your own situation and then leverage it. I want you to do what works, but I also want you to realize that if you do something and it doesn't work right away, you can change it. Yeah. It's not final. Nothing you do is final. You yeah. can change it. You got to change it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And the the better it is for you and the more congruent it is with your lifestyle the more likely you are to do it and that's what matters and that's what matters consistent execution right execution is the game yeah. man like all day do Boom. what you're going to do for sure and then adjust accordingly yeah and we're not doctors by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah sure kevin just said that yeah we're i just not. said that i'm not a although doctor although i do study physiology neuroscience and oh, psychology well, like all the time you're closer than i am well it's i'm not a degreed doctor i'm a doctor of sleep perfect yeah <laughs> so either way either way either way is fine um next question sure so should we use first names Maybe. no we shouldn't use any names no names i like it it's a little more personal well you can use names i don't first know. name just a first me? name you can ask whatever you want you want to give the address give the address <laughs> i don't care <laughs> okay so amy asked this question sure um that the voice in my head keeps saying you are not smart enough you won't succeed, et cetera, et cetera, because that's what I've heard many times. So we actually talked about this question yes. before. Yes, um, This is a good one. It happens each time I try looking, and then eventually I give in and stop looking. And from time to time, I've talked to my parents about it, and they aren't discouraging me, but they definitely aren't supporting me either. What do we say to Amy? Amy, the voice in your head is only saying what it's saying because you have been feeding it that line for as long as you have. Last time we talked about this specific question, 
you mentioned something really important, which yes. I think is you have, you know, take out a piece, excuse me, take out a piece of paper, two columns, one column, <laughs> you know, have you ever burped before? No, it, no, it happens to me. He's choked on it. <laughs> Jesus. One column on the left should say reasons you think you might fail. On the right, reasons you think you might succeed. Look at the right column. Is what you were saying, basically? Yeah. Um, Try to focus more on the right column. Right. When, so when somebody says, when somebody gives you five reasons they they don't think they can see they can succeed, I ask for five reasons they think they can. That's awesome. Or what maybe you ten. Fo- whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, like overwhel- what you focus on is what you're going to get. If you focus on five ways out, you're going to take one of them. If you focus on five ways to stay in, you'll take one of them. Oh, that's huge. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I think, and and Amy and I have talked extensively and, and very personally about her life and and yeah. i told her that again the voice in your head that's telling you you can't do something is because you haven't flexed the voice in your head or you haven't listened to the voice in your head that says you can yeah. you got to practice that yeah just like you practice riding a bike you have to practice the positivity and the visualization of a a positive mental mindset i also think whenever you take that positive step Whatever that next step is, that critical next step, mm. as soon as you overcome that hump, like let's say in this case it's looking for a school, once you find a school, then you start visualizing that, then you know the next step is to apply to that school. Right. Then you apply to that school, you, you, you know, now the vision becomes more real, right. it becomes even more compelling, then you are excited and waiting to hear back, right? And, and so then when you get into the school, assuming that you do, and I think you will, you know, if you give it your all, then that's the next step. So it's like building up through these baby steps where each step gets larger. We like, talked about that earlier. Yeah, with the green screens? Well, with the green screens <laughs> and, and other ideas that... Yeah, yep. The ideas we are having for, you know, for the next step of this podcast never... Would have came up. Would have came up. Until we got to Until here. we got to this point. Yeah, man. It's like you start at level one and you don't unlock the New weapons ideas. for level five until you get to level four. You don't even know they exist. You don't even know they exist. But you've got to play the game to get there. Oh, it's fascinating. So it, you you will evolve your mindset. The more you stay in a positive mindset and you, you surround yourself with positivity, the more you'll realize that the, the reason you have these negative thoughts is because th- that's what you've been surrounded with your whole life. Yeah. And that's why. Uh, osmosis. You, yeah. you become a, a large part of what is around you. Yeah, of your environment. I think following through is key too. The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single right. step. And right. it's that whole thing of like the quickest way to get ahead is it's to get started. Just, yeah. um, Terrence had an awesome yeah. quote yesterday, which was, it was so good. He basically asked two questions. He said, so if you wanted to be, he said, wh- when's wh- the best time to plant a tree? Yeah. And he said, and, and I answered like today yeah. or something like and he that. Said, He's like years 20 ago. years ago. When's the and next? He's like, best what's time? the next best time to plant today. a tree? He's like, today. today. And he's like, yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I felt he like did. an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you guys haven't heard it yet, but you will. By Before the time the- you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> you will have heard it by the time the whole, you hear this, dude. It's weird. The whole time things throws me off. You I know, know, what I mean? I know. It's crazy. I know. It's awesome. All right, what else we got? Um, okay, next next question. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Um, this is actually so. Their name is um, Cam. We'll say Cam. Sure. Okay. Hey, I had a quick question. When was the toughest time being alcohol-free? For example, was it tough in the beginning, just starting out, or on the weekends hanging out with friends who drink? Ooh. This is a this is a you question. Yeah, this is a great question. So, as of today, 227 days alcohol-free. Thank you, brother. And booze has been um, a huge challenge for me. Not drinking, I should say. 
being the type of person who doesn't drink, doesn't party, doesn't partake in that has been a challenge for sure. And it's the weird thing is, is like, it took me years to get to the point where I felt like I didn't need to drink anymore. And, um, how do I articulate this the best I can? So was it, when was the toughest time? Go ahead. Yeah. Was it hardest? When was the hardest? Was it, I'm sure you, you're an analytical person, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you broke it down in your head. Like, fuck. Okay, like this is what I have to do. I have to stop this. I have to cease doing this. Yeah, is this that, is what I want to do? Right. Yeah. Is that overwhelming, or is it more overwhelming when, like, for instance, Cam said, when you're out on the weekend at Foxwoods with your friends and and Jenny and whoever else, yeah, and everybody's drinking and you're the only one who's not. Like, when when was the first hurdle where you were like, oh, this is a real thing. Like, this is going to be a struggle. I think that's. It's, it's hard because there's a ton of them. Right. But well, what was yeah, the hardest? I think I'll bring this. This is really important because I, I honestly believe being someone who hasn't drank in 227 days, I notice a lot of people that also want that, but they wonder how I did it. Right. And I've been there. So that's not a, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm, you know, it's none of that. It's just, I know that being alcohol free and being in shape is like really important to a lot of people. And when they see someone who actually doesn't drink, it's very shocking because they're used to everybody. Well, everybody drinks at parties. Everybody right. drinks at a wedding, you know? Um, like you said in show prep, you brought your meals and didn't drink. Like right. I did too at a wedding. And it's very shocking to people because it's like, well, everyone drinks at right. wedding. It's, it's like, well, that, that doesn't mean everyone has to. Yeah, And I don't want to be everyone. I don't want to be everyone either. Exactly. I want to be the 1% of people who does... You know, I, I just the, don't. I don't want to fit in. Be I the exception. Don't. Yeah, be I want to be the exception to most rules. So to bring context to this, because I think this is so powerful, and I, I also, you know, personally have struggled with this so much. I, in high school, my I had an older sister who had a lot of older friends, and we all would hang out, and it was awesome. We had a blast. We would all party and stuff. So I got exposed to partying earlier than most people. I also had a very cool mom who trusted me to be responsible and to have fun and she also didn't want me to be one of those guys who went to college had having never partied ever and then suddenly go off the rails when I have no parental supervision so she wanted to you know ease me in and that was all fine and I, I you know I take full responsibility for all of that but I was exposed to alcohol probably a little younger than most people and it was a big part of I think culture in college for sure where I went to WPI, which was an engineering school, and there was a lot of people there that, you know, were more focused on computers and engineering and science and math, which is all awesome. Um, but none of them had really partied in high school. So I was kind of like helping them in those regards. They were helping me with engineering. It was this whole thing. So I got really into that, and I was in Greek life, fraternities, that whole thing. I had a blast, you know, and I take nothing from that. Getting out of college, I went into sales. We talked to Terrence yesterday yeah. about how I socialized for a living. You and him are I was I meant to bring this up in the podcast, but I see a lot of you and him. Yeah. You guys are very, very similar. Even your mindsets are very, very similar. Really? Like I think Danielle and I. Yeah. Danielle Murr for those uh, I don't know the episode number, but check it out. Danielle Murr, great, great episode. Yeah, um, it was. Her and I had a lot of similarities in our mindsets. Yeah. And it's weird because like I felt like you and Terrence had always had like confidence. So, yeah. so I saw a lot of things, but yeah. I digress. No, no, no. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's true. Yeah. Me and him hit it off right away. Yeah, right for away. Sure. And th- I'm not. That's not a coincidence. 
Um, but I talked to him, and you guys will have heard this by now, or go back and listen to it, Terrence. That was a great episode. He talked about how he socialized for a living, and you, you know, you're making a lot of money to basically be out and about selling products and being sociable. Right. And I was really, I'm a very social person, and I worked on that my whole life. Right. So it, it was very beneficial. The problem is, is that the culture is very surrounded by wine. You go out to dinner, you take a client out to a customer out to lunch and you, you you have wine. You have a glass of wine at dinner or whatever it is. And it, it's a whole thing and it's just a very big part of sales and stuff. And then we would have parties, you know, uh, corporate parties and corporate events and stuff like that and everybody would drink there. There was open bar and it's just a big part of kind of the culture, not only in college but in sales too. So you can see that eventually it kind of became like, okay, this is how it has to be. Even though fitness was always such a top priority for me, you know what really did it is two things, two people primarily. So uh, Nate, for sure, I found out that he had never drank in all of 2013. When I met Nate, he was the best in shape I've ever seen in person in my life. Nate's next level. Oh yeah. And when I realized, oh my God, he went all of, he went a whole year without drinking. Like there's gotta be a correlation. Plus there was during my master's program, I know this is a long story, but during my master's program at WPI, I spent three months where I didn't drink at all. I would still go out, still have fun, still party, meet girls, hang out with guys, the whole the whole nine. But I wouldn't drink. And I remember I was in the best shape of my life. I would play two hours of basketball a day. I would lift every day, and I felt like a million bucks. And I remember I went to GNC, and there was a really jacked guy there who was in great shape, great guy. And I, I said, like, I, I was on creatine. I think it was the creatine that did it. And he's like, well, what else is different? I was like, oh, well, I haven't drank in three months. He's like, that's what it is. He's like, it's 100% the no booze. Right. Booze is the biggest detriment to fitness. And it is, man. Like, out of everything you can do for your health and fitness, not drinking is the best thing you can do. No supplement, no, nothing else. Like, hydration, sleep, nutrition, training, and mobility, but quit drinking alcohol and you will see a drastic difference well, in, not your, even, in your body. Besides the fact that a beer has anywhere from 120 to 240 calories right. and a shot of alcohol is 100 and something calories. Yeah. Besides that, the reason you get drunk is because it's poison. Yeah. So, of course, it's not... You know what I mean? Messes with your hormones. Yeah. Dehydrates you. Yeah, you get just, worse sleep. It's not good for it's, you. It's just not good for fitness. It's Especially really if you're trying to be the, the best version physically of yourself. That really is going to hold you back, for it, sure. It really, really is. For sure. So, Nate was one of them. And then, Jenny, you said, like, you know, we go out to the bar. We went to Foxwood Shrine for uh, mm -hmm. New Year's Eve. We've been to Boston a few times. She's not a big drinker at all. So, when her and I got together, um, it was really a really strong influence on me for obvious reasons because she's wonderful and she doesn't drink almost at all. She's the only person I've ever met personally who like I feel like can have like a half a glass of wine and like that's it. She just likes the taste and she when someone says oh I have just maybe a glass of wine she actually is that person yeah. who has actually a glass of wine. I've seen her do it time and time again and for me personally I tend to be a little bit of an all or nothing guy. Oh, it's, yeah. it's usually like, well, one time I had like just one bottle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I still was proud of. But the point is, is baby steps. At first it was, you know, n seven shots was like that. Okay. That was a cool night. That was just that. Then it was eventually three. Then it was like, you know, I'm not going to drink at all. I fell off here and there, but eventually I got to the point where I really feel like I can do this and just hang in there. And, um, yeah, I think it was tough so many times. I think that's a, a very unique question by Cam because – and I don't know the reason for the question. I don't know if he's in the same position or if he's trying to get sober or whatever it is. But just know that you just need to start because your sticking points might be different than yours. You're a very all-or-nothing person. Yeah. You know, what if Cam I – mean, you are. I yeah, mean, yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> what if Cam – 
he just drinks when he goes out because he's not... It could be broken down to so many things. That's why I always say, if you have a headache, drink water before you take an Advil. Yeah. Because you might not need the Advil. You might just need water. Exactly. Take it easy. I know. My bad on the lights. Um, <laughs> I just kicked the light. If you... Say he said in his head, I only drink when I go out with my, my boys to the bar. I Because I don't feel confident enough to do it. Like, you go out and you don't drink. Yeah. In, in the bar scene, in the club scene, whatever. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I kind of like it. Well, you yeah, yeah. Well, you like being the exception. Yeah. Maybe he has anxiety or whatever. He's, he's self-conscious about something and he needs the alcohol to cover that up. Yeah. His sticking point is going to be different. Your sticking point isn't alcohol. It's within yourself. So you have to figure that out. You have to go hyper-conscious to figure out, I'm using alcohol as a crutch because of this. Yeah. If you solve this, it'll be a lot easier to get rid of the alcohol. For is sure. my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of my relationships, like friendships, not, not intimate relationships, but my friendships and, and not only my business career, I think a lot of that just had booze in it. And so... I started changing my mindset and started changing my habits and eventually I kind of attracted, I'm convinced that the reason I was able to attract someone as wonderful as Jenny into my life is because I stepped up my game. Right. And one of the things that I think, you know, was attractive to her is the fact that I was healthy and sober, you know? So I think that it's baby steps, definitely get started and, and realize that I can't even tell you, Cam, how many times I tried to not drink and I ended up drinking, you know? It's going to happen. Just stick with it. If you want it bad enough, you will eventually be in this place where it's like, oh, right. 227 days. Like, I'll go all 2018. Um, and I, this is going to be my first full year sober since I was 14. And that's awesome. And For I don't sure. even feel like it's going to be a challenge at this point. But I also don't want to be naive enough to think like I'm completely over it right. because I, I want to make sure I stay disciplined. And so. you have good support, too. I do. I would say that's a cam. If, if this is a tough one, yeah. this is a tough one. If you're surrounded by people who drink, the pull to drink is going to be more. It is going to be more. Yep. You know, so I'm not saying you have to get rid of your friends. I'm not saying that, but tell them what you're dealing with. Yeah. Ask for help. Ask for support. And don't be afraid to expand, um, you know, your your circle to the point where maybe you have people that value health more than they do alcohol. And, yeah. you know, that, that this is all dependent on what his reason for the question is. Yeah. But... You know, like I'm glad give. we spent time on this question, though, because a lot important. of people, I, I can't even tell you how many people reach out and talk about the booze, because I always say, like, my countdown, and I think that people are like, how, you know, because I, I, I would have been in that place where I'm like, how the hell do you have a social life and not drink? Right. Because everywhere you go, right. like, I went to game night the other night, and it's not, not bad, but there's wine, you know, and it's like, it's, people are still like, oh, not drinking, and it's like, no, no, I'm not, you right. know, but the, they're very shocked every time, right. still, you know, Um Shout out to you, Simon. He's like, so never again? I'm like, I, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, one story, and then we'll move on to the next question. Um, did I ever tell you the story about, this is a friend of mine who told me this, and it really hit home for me. Let's use a hypothetical. So you're in a room with a bunch of friends, and Mike has a drinking problem, or wants to quit drinking, and hasn't been able to achieve that yet. This person stands up and says, who here loves Mike? And everyone raises their hand. Who here is great friends with Mike? Everyone raises their hand. Who here knows that Mike is trying to quit drinking? Everyone raises their hand. Who here has pressured Mike 
to drink in the past? Everyone raises their hand. Let me ask again, who in here is Mike's friend? No. No, no hands go right. up. So I think that that's important for people to get. If you if you are, you or your friends are trying not to drink, stop fucking pressuring them. It's hard enough without right. the pressure. Seriously, you know? And don't you want what's best for your friends? Right. Like, ultimately. Don't you want what they want? That's the point of having friends. Yeah. Is, is it's to have somebody for the journey yeah. who wants to see you succeed. One time I went to a party not long ago and Kevin pulled me aside right away and said, remember, like, if you need anything, let me know. Like, right. you don't need to drink. Like, you're enough. Something like that. Appreciate you. And now Appreciate here I am, you, brother. totally sober. That was the night that I got so drunk, I fell asleep on the basement floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, no, that was, no, 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 was, we were at your place. Oh. Yeah. When was this? Basement floor. Remember? Yeah, my here. Pl- here. Oh, yeah. After I win the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Sure, sure. Let's talk about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Next question. So, um, Surge. Hey, Alan, I wanted to reach out to you in hopes of getting some information on how you get involved with competing in physique. Oh. I am currently playing college basketball going into my senior year. I have had a passion for lifting for many years now, and I desire to train for future physique competitions once I graduate and possibly finish my baseball career. How did you get started? Where can I look to get started myself? Thanks. That's a great that question. That is a good question. Yeah. Um, I'll start it. Yeah, please. It's just like anything else. Um, there are various leagues. There are various fitness leagues. There's OCB. There's um, yep. NPC, IFBB. Those are... WNBF. WNB, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of them. Yep. Um, basically, you go online. You find a show. You get yourself a coach. You book the show and you do it. Obviously, it's not that easy. You have to you have to get into the the gym beforehand. But clearly, Serge was it? Yeah, Serge. He's clearly if he's a baseball player, he's I'm assuming he's probably in the gym. He's, he's probably got some discipline. He's working hard. But I would say get a coach slash mentor before um before you get too deep into it. Yeah, because we we wasted a lot of time. And when I say wasted, I mean. I use a lot of time not as efficiently as I could have when it came to fitness. We all did, yeah. I spent years exercising and dieting incorrectly. Yeah, spinning I, your wheels. You know? Yeah. So I would say you got into it because you got in the rooms with the right people. Me? Yes. Yeah. So that yeah, would be I my... Yeah, I think I had good guidance. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, good guidance is critical for sure. Uh, Nate, shout out to you, brother. Seriously. Um, do we want to go deep here real quick sure. on your experience with your show sure, without sure. the guy with, you know, you went all in and weren't dieting to what you believe now is ideal. Be- ideal. Yep. And, um, that's on you cause you chose to do it yep. regardless of any advice from other people. Yep. Um, what is your experience with that? And, and also what did that do to you in terms of like, I noticed you don't want to compete anymore. And I do think that if your experience wasn't so terrible, maybe you might consider it. I don't know. Uh, what's your take on that whole thing? Um, so I had a very old school style coach that believed in like the older, like fasted cardio. And if you're not miserable, you're not going to win kind of thing. And I, I I hold no grudge against my coach. He coached me excellently. Yeah. And you I, won. I, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, he's a great, he's a yeah. great coach. Yeah, he, he is. Great and that's dude. the style I wanted. Yeah. I wanted somebody who was just going to tell me what to eat every day and I didn't have to worry about it. That's what I want. That's what I asked for. Yeah. I got the greatest coach I could have asked for yep. in that time. Um, I just... So hindsight's twenty twenty. What do you? What would you do differently? 
What do you regret? What What were the maybe less than ideal things? Because he's thinking of competing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's probably other people listening to this podcast who may want to compete in the future. Yeah. To do's and to don'ts. What do you wish? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I wish I listened more to myself. Just from the aspect of it, it's so, it's so hard when you're you're getting down to like an unhealthily low body fat level for a trophy, like. Yeah. It literally shaped the last two to three years of my life. Like I just, t- I told you today. Yeah, my hormones are just getting back to normal. Yeah, that's like, great. Right? Just getting back to normal. <laughs> you know, it's been a long, difficult, interesting road. But I also didn't help myself. I also didn't help myself because after the show, I binge ate, gained a bunch of weight. Oh yeah, yeah. as people do. Uh, yeah, right. It's the fattest <laughs> I've ever yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, fattest I've ever been yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, I think I was like 180s in yeah, the 180s, man. and you I'm were... five foot six, so that's not good. Um, <laughs> I, remember, I remember, I remember the pictures of Coming your show. I look like a tick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't help myself. I, the thing is, I didn't have. I wish I, I, I wish I procured more knowledge. Even though I had a coach, I think I wish I did more research myself. Yeah. Because after the show. I literally stopped talking to my coach for a while. I told him I was going to do it. I was like, dude, I need a break. Like, yeah. mentally. I just need to do my thing. Yeah. I didn't hold any grudge or anything like that. I was just like, I need to get out of this mental space. Yeah. But I never I never ate enough to get my body back to where it was. Because I was so used to eating a certain amount. I've been lean my whole life. Like, that's how I've, I've been. So, I would say, in any endeavor, even if you do have a mentor or a coach, make sure you're getting your own yeah. information to to base that against. I went all in and took everything... As what is the what is the saying? A grain of salt with a grain of salt. No, the opposite. Oh, as, oh, as gold or yeah, yeah. Basically, I listened to everything, and I wish I would have guessed, second guessed some things. Yeah, having my own knowledge to back that up. At the end of the day, you got to be your own advocate. Jim yeah. Rohn quote: He says, "Be a good student, not a follower." You know, make sure that everything you do is the result of your own conclusion. Right. I personally like this podcast, for example, just to bring this down to earth for people. If you guys. Like, if we were just to get on here and tell you what to do, that wouldn't be nearly as valuable as if we teach you why to do it, so then you can apply it to yourself. Like, we're talking about philosophy, principles, guidelines, you know, things that work for us that you might want to take or not take. Like, we're more of, like, a mentor in a way in this podcast, or this podcast, I should say, is more of a mentor, because we get other mentors on, like Terrence or other guests, right? And so... It's almost kind of like a mentor in your pocket. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I I just, I think that if you do have a coach or a mentor, remember that what they say is what they believe is best for you, but they're not in your body. Right. And every body is different. They're not in your life. And every body and every life is different. Yeah. That's so key, man. I think that was huge. I appreciate it. Good work. Good work. <laughs> Seriously, man. That's That's why I don't, I don't ever want to do a show again. Obviously, I had a horrible experience. Why would you want? I to had a again? good experience at the show, but my life was a shit show for the next three years. You know what I mean? Like, why would I want to do that again? Obviously, <laughs> there are other ways to do it. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't have interest in it. Getting that lean, though, I gotta say, and Kevin would attest to this, Serge. Um, you're gonna have a rough couple weeks. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with Kevin before my last show saying, oh, no, it's going to be fine. He's like, dude, you're eating pancakes and, like, eggs right. and bacon you, right I think now. at like, the time you were, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm at 2,900 calories. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're you're not even close. You're to not even, yeah, exactly, exactly. And two, three weeks out, I was definitely suffering. 
For sure. I had I'll, to call my coach. And I like, can even man. give um, Serge a, a little taste of like every. So every body is different, right? Yep. How much cardio were you doing? So I didn't. I don't usually introduce cardio until the tail end when I'm either like behind, right. or I'm so hungry that I'm like I got to burn extra calories so I can eat more. Right. Basically, so I probably didn't start cardio until maybe a month out. Yeah. See, I from the beginning, I I think I started with four one hour or. Four half hour sessions. It got to the point where I was doing. I was going to the gym three times a day. Oh, I was going geez. in the morning for fasted cardio. Yeah. I was going and lifting, and then I was going and back and doing hit sessions. So I was spending three hours, three and a half hours of the gym almost every, every almost every what day. What were you eating for calories? Do you think not much? I did them out, dude. It was next level low. Next level low, it's like sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred. Three hours in the gym yeah, and eighteen hundred calories. Yeah, that's man. that's gross. Yeah. I was peeled though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but just as a as a thing, man, it's getting your body down to a low, low, low body fat percentage like that is not ideal physiologically. Your body's going to fight against it. Yeah. So you will be miserable at times. Yeah. That's that is kind of part of bodybuilding. I'm sorry if if you don't want to be miserable, play. Something else. Yeah. It just is. Yeah, the last few weeks are rough. They're going to be. Right. They're going to be. The last month, the last month is rough. You can definitely do it, and the, I think it's worth it because you're everything. It's a challenge. It's a, it's a it's very a big mental challenge. Mental and physical challenge that I think once you overcome that, you're a stronger version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're going to crawl through some mud. For sure. I support people who want to. If you want to do it, do it. Totally. I just make sure you're fully informed before you do. Yeah. That's all. Yep. That's it. And have some guidance, mentors. Yep. yep. So one more thing I want to say is I would recommend following physique competitors that you believe fit your goals online and and kind of being a part of that and reaching out to them like you're doing. Right. You know, so keep doing that. So if you want to follow my page, of course, I'm in prep right now. Got a show on June 2nd. And um, there's a lot of other physique competitors out there as well. So yeah. just guidance, like feeding your brain. Like you were saying in prep, like all you did was watch. Yeah. Bodybuilding stuff. That's and, it. Yeah. So it feed your. I don't think you should go that extreme necessarily. I literally ate, slept, and dreamed bodybuilding. That's all I did. That's, that's it. all I did. Yeah. When you won, so that's what it took. Well, but um, good work. I but like, I I would recommend. Yeah, you should definitely be exposing yourself. I remember you sent me a Netflix documentary of The Perfect Physique, mm-hmm. which Greg Plitt was in. R.I.P. Brother. Yeah, yeah. I know what uh, moves you. You do. You do. And that was great. And I think watching stuff like that while in prep is going to motivate you. For sure. So stay motivated. Keep it up, man. All right. Beautiful. Good question, Serge. How are we doing on time, though? Oh, yeah. 37 minutes. 37? Okay. What are we trying to go? Hour? Yeah. All right. Cool. We got a lot more questions, so. All right. Caitlin, how do you deal with depression and anxiety? I know why it happens and what causes it, but I don't know how to deal with it. The doctor had put me on some meds that help, but I would love to try to find a different way of dealing with it. What are your thoughts, Kevin? Oh, this is an interesting one. So, I myself have dealt with anxiety and depression for a while now a while now um i never went the prescription route i just don't i don't like prescription pills i don't i just don't that's not the way i want to go about it mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of that is the ego thing of like i sh- i want to be able to fix myself i don't want to rely i don't like relying on things yeah. you know what i mean i want to be able to fix myself um one thing that that helps me is realizing it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like anxiety is super uncomfortable. It depends on what level yeah. you, you have it at. I mean, if there's different levels. Some some people can't even leave the house because it's so overwhelming to them. Yeah, man. Uh, it depends on the level. But 
set small realist, uh, realistic goals. Yeah. If if going to the supermarket, like that, this is this is a big thing for a lot of people. Like going to the supermarket shopping is makes a lot of people super anxious. Really? Yeah, a lot of people. I've yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So, so someone there, what do you? I would you... I would hack it. I would say either go super early when there's nobody there, or go super late when there's nobody there. Yeah. That way you can expose yourself to it. I actually did that in the gym for a while. Right. That's why I'd wake up at three a.m. Believe it or not, right. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that no. on the podcast because I liked to work out alone. Yeah. So you know, how do we? Make sure that that's not a band aid and that's a tool towards eventually being able to go to the supermarket. Well, it has anytime. to. It has to be it baby to, steps. Exactly. So baby steps. Yep. You start. You start with something that's super easy. Give yourself a fastball down the middle that you can hit out of the park, uh-huh. and then start testing yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think the thing is, people assume that oh my god, I have anxiety. I'm never going to be the same. I'm not a normal person. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, Everybody you deals are. with anxiety. Right. At some Everybody point. has something. Yep. Everybody has something. Don't tell yourself the story that this is who you are now. Yeah. Don't tell yourself that story. This is where you are, not who you are. Right. Yeah. I, I, my anxiety is like of the unknown. Like a, a story that I always tell people is one of the reasons I'm always early, like we know this, yeah. is because I have anxiety over getting late. Because I've, in all of my jobs, as with most people, but if you were late, you were gone. That was it. Like that's it. You don't get, you don't be late. Interesting. You're late, you're done. Like we'll find somebody else who can get here on time. Interesting. I don't like being late. I don't like uncertainty in a lot of ways. So, like, I'm the type of person that gets up at seven o'clock in the morning and go to the beach. I want to make sure I get parking. I'm not go- driving all the way to the beach and turning around and coming back because there's no parking. Like that has always been a thing for me. Interesting. Yeah, there's weird stuff. You see in. Kevin's face when he says that. Right? If you're on YouTube, you will. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's interesting. Yeah, um, that's for sure. I think everybody, everybody has a battle. Everybody does. For sure. Alcohol. Yes. Anxiety, depression. Like, yep. everybody has a battle. Yeah. Your battle is different, but that doesn't mean you have to lay down and accept that this is the way I am. And I'm putting that in quotes for those who can't see. This isn't the way you have to be. Nope. It might be the way you feel, but if you are willing to put consistent effort towards anything, I do believe you can change it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks. So, small steps. Baby steps with everything. Yep. Baby steps. A little uncomfortable? Okay. Feel it. Totally. Then when that's okay, push yourself a little more, a little more uncomfortable. And um, we, obviously we don't have all the information, so I don't know what level and maybe the background and why you might be anxious, but uh, feel free to reach out and I will give you a more in-depth answer that goes along with your story, for yeah, sure. absolutely. That was awesome, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank that. you for that, brother. Do you have any... I just spilled water on myself. Do you have anything to add to that? I do. So I think... I don't know if I've told people this, but there was three years back, I think it was. So I, I have talked about this. I had um, some PTSD a bit from that car accident. The doorways. Yeah, the doorways was a thing. I had a bit of claustrophobia and, and double yellow lines messed with me for a while because I got, um, for those of you who don't know, I got in a car accident three and a half years ago with my little cousin up in New Hampshire. It, I got a um, head-on collision with a lift-kitted big truck. And whenever I saw those double yellow lines, I would always see that flashback to that moment where it was very scary. So um, I actually bought a anxiety and depression kit. I cannot name the name of the doctor who put this together, but it's actually really good. And I bought it from a, uh, I was, it was late night and from feeling like you're powerless to change your life or the way you feel. And it's just not true. And I, so I try to get into action. I try to, even if it's simplest, get out of your mind, get, and get, out, get into action. Yeah. Get into action. I think, or into your body, go to the gym. Like that's one thing you say too. That's I use that a lot. Yeah. I go to the gym when I feel down. Why? Because 
fear is physical. Anxiety is physical experience. Like you're hunched over, you're freaking out, you're, you're breathing heavy. Like if you get your blood flowing, you're going to start to feel better. Um, as a matter of fact, if, um, when Boo, my dog, did get hit because he followed me around the block, one of the biggest regrets I have about why I didn't put something in front of the doggy door is because I was in a really dark place and I was going for a run because of that. Right. So I forgot. I wasn't thinking about him. I was thinking about myself. And I think that when we're suffering, we're usually thinking about ourselves. And so get out of your body, get out of your head, or get out of your head rather, get into your body and try to go help someone else. I think that'll also make you feel better. Yeah. And if if we didn't get there because we don't have the information, please do reach out and send me a DM and I'll help you um, in a specific way. It's just, it's hard to, because everybody has, like we said, everybody has a different battle. Totally. So it's hard to just give you a, a flat answer of, yeah. you know what I mean? We're not good at the, well, so I shouldn't say we're not good at it. It's tough for us to, I don't like to just give a blanket statement. Right. It's hard for me to put myself in context. your shoes yeah. when I don't know where your shoes are. So feel free to reach out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's hard to put on your shoes when I can't find them. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, please please reach out if uh, we didn't do it justice and we yes. butchered that. Absolutely. I have to find the folder again. Oh. One wow. second. You want me to yeah. sing? You oh, should sing. Please sing. You know who that sings that? I think everyone's just going to turn off the podcast. Really? If, really? if you keep doing that. I, I might not Should even I have sing? To... No. Oh. <laughs> see, oh, God, see what no. he did there? All right, next. What were you saying? No. Sorry. I was singing. I, well, I heard I was going to say, do you know who sings that? I don't. Who? Uh, the Righteous Brothers, <laughs> I believe. You're full of That's called uh, Unchained Melody. One of my favorite songs. I used to have a jukebox growing up. And we, I, I remember this. I vividly remember this. We, I used to play that song and dance in my um, living room. I'll never forget that. It's one of my only, like, one of the only childhood memories I remember from that time. No kidding. So, it's a whole other. Share that tidbit. Interesting. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. What else we got? So, the next question, this is, I actually blocked out the name on this one because I think I shared this one on my Snapchat. Sure, sure. And for those of you who know, um, I, if you DM me or Snapchat me, it all stays private. The only things that I ever share publicly are things that are already public, like a comment on Instagram or a comment on Facebook that's already public. Um, so why do you do slow cardio instead of high intensity cardio? Hmm. Do you want to take that one? Um, I actually do high intensity cardio. Mm -hmm. I hit the bag. I do boxing drills. So this is your question, but why more in line with my goals? Um, it's so you kind of got to reverse engineer the the finish line, (laughs) figure out what you want. If you want to run a marathon, you're going to have to do training that is Taters in direct to correlation to that. Depends on what your goal is. Yep. Um, for me, I do boxing. I want to box. So I do you know exercises that are... Sorry, I'm chewing on ice. Yep. So it's, I, to me, so this is a good analogy that, that I was taught. When you do high-intensity high intervals, yes. like say you do like a 30-second sprint, a one-minute jog, 30-second sprint, one-minute jog. The way it was explained to me, and it was a great analogy, is... Think about it like this. When you drive a car for like three hours, you turn the car off, the engine stays hot for how long? Four, yeah. five, six more hours? Yeah. It's like that with high, intense, high intensity cardio. Okay. When you do an hour of that, your body stays burning calories for the next however many hours. Yeah. Don't know how legitimate it is and if there is scientific proof behind it, yep. but that's the way it was taught to me and that's how I always thought of it. So I, I think that something that, I always noticed that football players tended to be more muscular and leaner 
than or like yeah, they'd be lean and muscular beasts. Well, look at look at Olympic sprinters versus Olympic distance runners. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So it all caters to what you want right. to look like. So if you want to look more like a football player who's going to be super muscular and ripped most likely, uh, running backs and stuff like that. Yeah. Look at what they do. They're they're doing HIIT all the time. They're in the huddle. They're they're going all Explosive. out. Then they're in the huddle. Explosive stuff. Whereas basketball players are like tall and lean. Um, and that's more long distance stuff because they're on the court for longer with, with shorter or less breaks, right. I should say. They And they still do. Yeah, like, they still weight train. They still weight yeah, train. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's a different type style. Yep. You know? Like football players tend to strength train more, yeah. you know, than basketball players. They both do, but... It it really does depend on your goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Again, your goal is going to determine how you get there, right? Yeah. So if if you want to be a distance runner, you're going to want to probably be lean. It just depends. It depends on what you want. Yeah. If you want to be a sprinter, I would say do explosive stuff yep. and sprint. Yeah, and do yep. hit training all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do slow cardio personally because. Um, you guys have all heard of the target heart rate. So when you're on a treadmill and you're at a certain heart rate, it maximizes fat burning and muscle retention at that heart rate. That's basically what you're going for when you're doing steady state cardio, right? Yep. So that's kind of the idea. I always err on the side of I'm either walking steady state cardio or I'm going all out high intensity interval training. I think that jogging stuff in the middle, you know, I personally don't think that that's good for retaining muscle mass. And you are an all or nothing person though. Uh, that's all See, I tend to I don't I don't think there's anything to that. You honestly. Don't. No. Really? No. Okay. I, I don't. I, I've I used to run. I used to be a runner. I used to run miles. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I think it depends. But you like if you're trying to be super muscular, do you think running a bunch of miles like every day is a good thing to retain muscle mass? Well no. <laughs> no, but I don't. Know? I don't necessarily like. There, I've heard people say like I only do slow, um, like slow state cardio because I'm, I'm afraid of burning f- muscle, and I feel like it's a lot her- harder to burn muscle than you think it is. Yeah, because you have opinion. to add diet into it. If you're well, yeah, yeah, because if you're in a 300 calorie surplus, I don't care if you're jogging or if you're doing steady state. Right. Either way, you're in a 300 calorie deficit. In the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things. And most likely, most of your muscle, mo- mo- if you're in a 300 calorie deficit and you're weight training at all, you're most likely going to lose mostly fat. Cater to, cater your training to your goals. To your goals. And yep. if your goal is weight loss, I would do whatever you're going, like whatever you'll do. Yep. If you're not going to do sprints every time you're supposed to, then do low intensity cardio. Yep. Slow, slow state. Find someone who's in the shape you want to be in yeah, and figure out what they do and then kind of try it yeah, and see what works for you and then kind of constantly adjust based on what's working. Love it. Yeah. Okay, next question. Also not a name on this one because I blocked it out. Sure. When you go to eat at a restaurant, how do you track what you eat? Something, oh. Some things I can't get to pull up on MyFitnessPal. Ah. So I personally, I don't know how you do it, Kevin, but I personally would either... Use so let's say I went to, I had a steak, at um, Longhorn and that couldn't. That's come what up. I was gonna say. Longhorn, yeah, nice, well played. Uh, Longhorn's delicious. Oh yeah, I get the chicken tenders usually because I'm a child. <laughs> They're good though. They're bomb. <laughs> Bomb.com. There you go. So how would you track that? I would go on www.longhorn.com/menu and you every, not every. Almost every chain restaurant now has their nutrition on their website. On their website. Every single yep. thing they have. Yep. Um, so if you can't 
find it in my fitness pal which a lot of times you can't like say you get a a it's pepperoni. actually getting better now. It is. It but is say different. you get a pepperoni, ham, bacon, oh. and sausage pizza. There might not be that exact thing in there. Yeah. So you can go to the website and you'll be able to pick... Which things? A cheese pizza with... Yep. Yeah. Right. Domino's does it. Nutrition right. facts. Yep. Right. So most of the websites have it. And for MyFitnessPal, if you buy the premium, which is $50 a year, you can actually input the actual macros. So you can go to the nutrition thing, set up your meal, right. and then and then input the number of fat. I'm too cheap of, for that, so I don't do that. Yeah, I do. I do that a lot. So another side note to this question is like when you're home and you cook a steak and potatoes, like how do you measure that? I uh, personally, good. you so if you want to be really fanatical about it, weigh it out. Yes, and that's what Kevin did in prep, and I, I, did I do it last sometimes. night. I had lately I've, and rice, and I, I weighed it out. You did. Yep, me nice. and Matt. Good. Yep. Good. Um, typically, I'll sometimes I'll weigh it out. Sometimes I'll eyeball it. The more you track things, the better you're going to get at knowing what's in what things. I would say if if your if your goal is weight loss, I would say master tracking. And when I say tracking, for those who don't know, tracking your calories. Every every time you eat, just write down what you ate. Yep. In my fitness pal or uh there's an app called Lose It or whatever gets you to do it. Yep. But there's so many posts on Instagram about like pictures of spoons with peanut butter on it. So many people think two tablespoons of peanut butter is just two tablespoons of peanut butter. It's <laughs> I don't not. Think anyone thinks that. No, well, for sure. People do. Of course. A tablespoon. Have you? How many times do you weigh out? No, no, no. Like, oh, sp- I see what you saying. They will just take two and be like, all right, that that should be about right. Oh, I see. The problem with peanut butter is two tablespoons of peanut butter is 190 calories. If you go over by two <laughs> tablespoons, you just went over by a tenth of your daily needs. Right? That's yeah. an issue. Yeah. Which and if imagine you're if to... you're doing that with other things too, dressings and... I know. I would say master tracking. Yeah. If you were trying to get rich, you would figure out how to how to you know save the most amount of money as possible. You would yep. do all you could to write down every dollar you spent. Yeah. Do that with your calories. Do that with your calories. And then it's funny because once you master tracking, you don't really have to track now i would still advise you you to do it like i advise you to do it yes kevin today was like oh so you're just intuitively prepping now and i'm like yeah (laughs) well i was like i came outside i'm like kevin so what do you think that was uh bacon about 1200 calories uh, chicken marsala and all that pasta i was like what do you think like 1200 you were like dude that was a lot of pasta was a lot of 1400 yeah um, but I'm down six pounds. I know. So it's working. Uh, it might be. <laughs> and as soon as it stops working, what if you, you be- what if you could have be down eight pounds though? I don't want to be down eight pounds. I'm right on track, dog. I'm shooting for a pound a week. Yeah, brother. But what? Okay. Right. Let's go real here. here. We go. This let's is, go let's real. Go real. Yeah, How let's many go calories real. are you eating? 2,400. Okay. What happens in, <laughs> <laughs> or so what happens in, in two months when you have to get down to 1800 because you didn't. <laughs> I know, I know. It's gonna suck. You don't have to. I'm gonna train more. That's what I'm gonna do. I always do that. I just I, train more. Instead. I know, but I think you should just get a better handle on your macros. You're right. I should. That's all. Kevin's right. From a loving place. Kevin's right. But yes, <laughs> don't try to justify <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this. No, no. I should. All right, what's next? Yeah, we should track better. You. I still think. <laughs> I still think I'm doing a good. I job. think you're doing a good job. Too. Thank you, brother. But, but could I could you do be, a better job. Yes, I could. I could do a better job, and I should. Do if a you want to be job. a professional, you want to be the greatest natural aesthetic natural men's aesthetic physique, model, men's physique model, model on the planet of all time yep I should you be didn't tracked. get there by intuitively eh, I, about I, so 1800 so i want people to realize what i mean by intuitively I know. is i track my first two meals usually and then i know how much i have left so that my dinner i'm like okay that's about 800 or about 1000 yeah. um so i when i say i'm intuitive i'm not just like guessing like i've been tracking for 3 years like i know, I know I what's know. in food i know but yeah, I still see what you're saying. Plus, I step on the scale every day, so that's another important part. I agree. Yep. 
But I think yes. you're doing all the things. Thank you. But but I could track closer. Right. Yeah. Why not? Yep. That's what Nate would say as well. Yes. The other night, Jenny, I was. What was I eating? And she's like, "What would, what would Nate say?" And I'm like, "Ah." <laughs> Nate can't see won't hurt. Yeah, exactly. What he can hear. say, you're looking good, brother. Yeah. Oh, Nate's gonna hear this, and you're gonna get a call for sure. I know. Shit. (laughs) Hit me up, brother. What's next? We gotta catch up with him. I gotta for sure. I gotta do a call. All right. Next one. I got into a huge moped accident and haven't been able to go to the gym because of how deep the wound is. Been so lost without a pump, without progress. So I've been eating like shit. This is a three part question. Okay. So I've been eating like shit, and I don't know what to do, man. If I don't have the gym, I lose my diet, vice versa, as a lot of us do. Yeah. Not to mention the groceries out here are super expensive. He's in Hawaii. So the only way to live out here is to order from work. I can't weigh anything, and it's really bringing me down. I just want my six-pack back. Interesting. Oh, so so how, how oh, do you sorry? deal? Oh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Go ahead. So I'm going to be real with this. Um. Lady or gentleman? Gentleman? Gentleman. Gentleman. So, if you're on a sinking ship, your ship has a hole in it and you're sinking. Mm-hmm. You don't punch more holes in it because you're already sinking. Yeah. You figure out a way to plug that hole. Yep. I, I know, trust me, I know when you can't go to the gym, it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'll just do pizza again, pizza again, pizza I again. I understand that. Isn't that weird how it, when you're right? not going to the gym, your diet needs to be even more on point, right. but it's when you don't want right. to. Yeah. It sucks. They're I'm so s- connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sucks. Like you got into an accident and that affected your life. But let it affect the parts of your life that it did. Don't let it affect the other parts of your life that you can control. Yeah. You can't control the deep wound. You can't. Yep. You can't. It happened. Right. You got to live with it and, and let it heal. You can control your diet. Yep. And the other thing I would say, and I hope you don't hate me for this, but you said I just want my six pack back. But and and stuff is super expensive. What does you falling off your moped have to do with the food being super expensive if you had a six-pack before? How did you get a six-pack before? I think the training and the diet was on point. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so is the, the food any different? The price in the food any different than it was before? Oh, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, sounds like a rationalization. It maybe. could be. I'm just yeah. saying, if you're making an excuse, be real Matt with yourself. Matt went through this recently. He had an ankle injury. Yeah. Um, your roommate, Matt. Yeah. Matt Ryan, my boy. Um, He... Did have his diet on point though? For he sure. was like, "Well, I'm going to do what I can yeah. now that I'm not training. Yeah. I'm going to be even more meticulous." Yeah. And that got him in a which, which in the long run might be a good thing because now he's tracking while training, and it's like next, next level. Oh yeah. So it, one thing I can relate to this is back when I was in high school. Remember, I told you I was trying to get the president's award. Mm-hmm. I got really, really sick, and I had a lot of really bad sinus issues back then. And I was like a bubble boy for like months. My friends didn't know where I went. I barely. I was out of school. I I, I quit track. I was like completely out of it, man. I was, I was, it was a bad time in my life. But I remember uh, my mom helped me with this. She said, get back to basics. And the only thing I did other than focus on my health was just make sure I get good grades. So I didn't even go to school for, I was out of school for like a month and a fucking half. And I still got straight A's because I was doing homework every day. Right. But that's all I did. So get back to what's important. I learned how to box. So there's, there's um, orthodox and self box. Yeah. Uh, self southpaw jesus so, so orthodox is for me is is left hand forward okay. that's that's orthodox that's southpaw right so yep. left hand forward versus right hand forward okay i am a natural righty so i would fight orthodox i tore my labrum in my left shoulder yeah i was out of the gym well unable to lift weights for 6 months i taught myself how to box righty interesting southpaw yeah because i did what i could with what i had you i think you saw me in the gym yeah i had one arm i one arm was in a sling. 
The other one was throwing punches. Like, do what you can with what you have. Do what you can with what you have. That's it. I rem- one more thing that might help you get back on point with your diet, even though you can't train right now, too, is my mom said that she said, when you are back on cloud nine, you're going to wish you didn't right. let everything else fall. Right. So if you are in a ride, and this goes for every dark place, when you are in a dark place, do what you can with what you have, because when you do climb out of that, which you know you will, you will. this too shall pass, you're going to wish you hadn't let everything else fall, too. And you can see his Y power. I really want. I really want my six pack back. Yeah. I, I, okay. So maybe you're going to lose it because of this injury, but don't lose it so much. Yeah. That, you know what I mean. Do what you can. Yeah. Do damage control where you can. Exactly. For sure. Beautiful thing. That was a great I think question. A lot of people can relate to that. That's a good question because yeah. it's it's hard. Shit happens, man. Yeah. It's hard, and your mentality's down because you're injured, and yeah. that's that's tough. It's and tough you're more in be. your head than you are your body because yeah. you're not able to go to the right. gym and get that release yeah. or run and stuff. Yeah, that's being a tough place to be. Sucks, man. I remember I I got injured playing intramural basketball, and I was on crutches for like two months. It it sucks. It's tough. Yep. Uh, next question. So, how do you deal with a workout that didn't go as well as you'd hoped? This oh. is a good one. Oh. Um, today was pretty bad is what they said. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I feel you. We do one. this frequently. Um, take it away. Um, I would. So today, for instance, I had an atrocious workout. I did not have a great workout. I did not feel well all due to my own doing. I stayed up way too late. I ate like shit. I did not hydrate properly. Yep. All my fault. Three out of the five pillars. Yeah. Down. Um, so I would, again, all the answers that I'm going to give are usually going to be dig within yourself and figure out if there's a greater cause. Did you just have a bad workout because why was it a bad workout? Yeah. Right. Did, did you not do the weight you wanted to do? Did you not stay for as long as you wanted? Was the intensity not there? When you figure that out, then you can figure it out today. My intensity wasn't there. Number one. Yeah. Number two. Why? I didn't feel well. Okay. Well, I, I was in an unresourceful place. Yeah. Because yeah, I, of the I, sleep and the hydration. I, yeah, the I didn't have the proper amount of sleep. Yesterday, when we, we podcasted until whatever time, oh, yeah. remember when I was like, dude, I, I was dizzy, I had a headache. I know. I didn't drink enough water yesterday. I didn't, I did you not. You didn't eat until after. Yeah. 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 So did you I, get enough calories in yesterday? You were uh, like, yeah, I did. I did. did. Okay. Yeah, by the end of the day, I did. Yeah. But I would say, try to figure out why it is that the workout wasn't good. Yeah. And it kind of sucks in a way, when you have to admit that it's your fault, but it's also super awesome because super you can empowering. fix it. Yeah. So that's my my take is I had a terrible workout today. I will have a better workout tomorrow because I'm going to plan for it. Exactly. So this is super important. I want to I give uh, the listeners this sort of nugget. Like, ask why three times. So I'm going to do this with Kevin as kind oh, of a hypothetical. Boy. He just took us through it. So you had a bad workout today. Yes. Which you admitted. Why? I did not prepare myself in the best way possible. Okay. Why? My schedule yesterday and the day before have been super crazy, and my priorities, mainly nutrition and hydration, have taken a backseat. Okay. So you got to the root cause right there. I I could ask why again, but I don't think they're... Well, let's try it. Why? Because the podcast is more important than eating. Ah. (laughs) So we got to the root. Yeah. Which may be true. But is it sustainable? But is it sustainable? No. Exactly. Because so if that, I'm not fit, how am I going to talk about fitness on, on the podcast? I, I know. <laughs> you know? Uh, and there it is. There it is. And there it is. So ask why three times with yourself. That was great. That was a great way to do it. It was good, right? Yeah. Very cool. And we didn't talk about that before. We no, didn't talk, no, that's no. This was no, supposed that was to happen. Not, no, that was out I'm of teasing. nowhere. I'm teasing. So I, how do I deal with a workout that didn't go as well as I'd hoped? I think... Some days you're gonna have good days and bad days. Right. You got to do what you can with what you have. I don't. I just never at the expense of the reps. 
don't like today in the gym, Kevin's shoulder was hurting him a lot. Like then do something else. Just right. get a workout in and, and make sure when you leave here, you feel like you're going to be stronger tomorrow. That's my thing. Like I didn't get here. I didn't go to the gym today to mess around, to fuck around, to talk. Like I got, I'm in here to get better. I want to wake up tomorrow smarter, stronger, and better. And if I don't, I failed. And I, and like Alan just said, my shoulder was bothering me. Also my fault because I have been neglecting yoga and foam rolling. Yes, Again, yoga. just admit where you're wrong. And then change it. And then change it. If yeah. you're Work not doing any it. wrong, like say, yeah. say for instance I ate perfectly and drank all my water and have been doing yoga, I would be super frustrated, but I would have to... Figure out what else. Figure out what else it is. It, there it is way, something. If you, if you were eating fine, did get good sleep, did hydrate enough, and were doing yoga, you would have felt great today. Yeah. So you wouldn't even have had to diagnose. Right. right. So this self-diagnosis process is key. So when you do have a bad workout, diagnose it. Also, you just touched on four of the five pillars. I want people to really hear this. Hammer them. The five pillars of natural fitness. Um, hashtag naturally fit for life. Alan Lazarus. Oh, yeah. Um, number one. Great sleep. Number two, great hydration. Number three, great nutrition. Number four, great training. Number five, great mobility. You had four of those that were off. You haven't been doing yoga lately. Oh, no. You haven't been hydrating yesterday. Nope. You didn't eat well yesterday. Not at all. You didn't sleep well last night, and yet you're trying to train hard. Four of the five pillars are knocked down, and Kevin's trying to train at his best. No chance. Right. This is what I'm about, dude. That's shit. That's my training program right And you know what's funny? If if I wasn't conscious of this, yeah, you just think I would be like, oh, I don't know, maybe I need a week off, or maybe I need, a, you know <laughs> right? what I mean? My dude. body's run down. I, I need this. That's you what I said. I know you said that. Right? I was like, At dude, first. my body's like, just wait. run down. Yep. No, it's not. It's I'm not. I'm eating like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not drinking water, dude. That's so important though, because I think that's why people fall Alan, off the habit. Change the way you think, and you will change the way you live. That is it. Like that is what this is about. I know. Change the way you think. Because thoughts are everything. Thoughts become everything. Everything. This house was a thought. At one point. At one point. Yep. So thoughts become things, as Kai Green would say. Right. How's the audio doing? Because I've been messing with the mic a little. Uh, well, you're no worse than you usually do. Okay. We're good? Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's huge. And this can, podcast is the gym for your mind. The gym for your mind. The gym we, got, for your uh, mind. we can do one more. We're one more. an hour and five. Okay. Let me see how many more we have. Oh, jeez. We got quite a few. I want to. I want to pick a good one here. Well, yeah, we can hammer a couple more. Okay, we can. Yeah, yeah. I'll, right. I'll stay here all fucking day. I don't care. See, there I am again. I'll just stay here all day and not drink and eat anything <laughs> for the rest of the day or sleep. Right. Six thirteen. Right. Guys, now. I love this. I'm shit. going to That's the movies all. with Jenny B tonight. So uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this up in ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. All right, so hey, Alan, WPI 2018 grad here. Congratulations. Yes, That's congrats. awesome. You will do phenomenal. Uh, one of the top technical institutions in the world. Congrats. Your posts and stories are highly inspirational. Thank you. I am currently 6 feet, 130 pounds, and was wondering if you could give me some tips on gaining another 20 to 30 pounds. The limiting factor, however, is that I'm vegetarian. Would appreciate any advice slash input. So awesome question. Um, so 6 feet tall at 130, that is lean. You're super... Um, you definitely want to put on weight, so I think that's a great goal. Kevin, do you want to try this one? 20 to 30 pounds? I don't know much about uh, vegetarian. Yeah. I, I don't know. You could reach out to our buddy, uh, Vinny... DeGeorge. DeGeorge. Yeah. Vinny. Is it Vinny underscore lifts on Vinny Instagram? Vinny underscore lifts. He He's a vegan that. who yep. 
Just put on some serious size. Put on some serious. Just squatted uh, <coughs> three plates, ass to grass last night. So yeah, the day did. before, congratulations to him. Um, I don't know what foods are vegan slash vegetarian, so I couldn't tell you. But what I would say is, it's simple. I guess I, I lied to you. I can't tell you. I can tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> um, whatever you're eating, eat more of. Yes. Figure out a number. So you want to gain thirty pounds? How quickly do you want to do it? I would say add. You know, however many calories a day. What do you think? I think 300, 500 calories a day. Five. Yeah. Let's go five because he's really light for that height. Yeah. So, I mean, 130 yeah. at six feet. That's, it's, that's yeah. light. You could definitely, too light. You you could could definitely do 20 to 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, I would say that. If So it's, say you're eating A, B, and C. Eight, eat A plus 200 calories. B plus 200 calories, C plus 100 calories. Yeah. And you'll have 500 calories extra every day. That's 600, but yeah. Whatever. I know what you mean. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, math is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's but, basically it. Yeah, totally. And and so also step on the scale. You you know, I would do daily weigh-ins. Take the seven days, divide it by seven to find your average. And I would shoot for maybe a pound a week. And that way you're not putting on more fat than necessary. Although you are very, very lean. So, you you know... Light, I should say. You're very, very light. So don't worry too much about that right now. Focus on size. And understand that it is going to be a... It's a process. It's a process, yeah. It's a process. I could tell you to eat a pizza every day, and you might gain that in a month. But it's going to be... You want to go slower and steadier than... Yeah, patience. Yeah, patience. Be the tortoise, you. not the hare. Yes. And uh, I gained 60 pounds in six months. Don't do that. I gained way too much fat. What I would do... Um, I would go on www.iifym.com if it yep. fits your macros.com they have calculators yep. so you could literally go in and put your stats in put your stats in uh, daily uh, activity levels yeah. Yeah. weight training regimen height weight age yep. and it, it'll calculate it out yeah. what would you guess for a 136 feet oh college God. student I'm look, depending on how active you are if you work out 5 times a week I would say start eating at least 2500 to start gaining weight. I would well, I would have to know what you're eating now. Okay. But you have to. But he doesn't know. There's no baseline. I think that's one of big a lot of people's biggest problem with starting tracking is they don't have a baseline. Simple. You can get a baseline though. Yeah, by, baseline. by doing twenty five hundred for a week, seeing where the scale moves. Or just eating what you eat and track it for a week. Also true. You know what I mean? That that way you get a guaranteed baseline. Good point. You know, what if he's eating what? Yep. That's the thing. Like metabolisms are different. You can build your metabolism. You know what I mean. Yeah. So Plus I would maybe say he's a runner. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would say yep. take the next couple days or the next week and track everything you eat. Average that together. Figure out what you basically average for the week, and then add anywhere from three to five hundred calories. Like Alan said, stay weighing yourself. It's important to track. Uh, you can you know do pictures and all that happy jazz. Yeah. But don't be afraid to try different things. You know, try 500 calories. If you start gaining weight too fast, you can dial it back to 350 calories. It's not a big deal. Exactly. And if you do gain too much weight in the long run, you can always go on a deficit right. and try to retain your muscle. I would recommend weight training to for put sure. on size. For you sure. Should, that was, should have been the first thing yeah. we said. Is you it's should hard. Be, you should be strength training. I just... Think, this, I assume that's a yeah, thing. This, yeah, this, so this do might I. Be yeah. this, you know. I forget that not everyone weight trains. Right. But I also at one point didn't. Right. So yeah, right. So, yeah I, definitely do that. And there's hope, brother. I was 160 pounds, six feet tall. And um, when I, I gained 60 pounds, I was up to 220 in six months. Don't go that fast. No, but no. McDonald's. You, yeah. <laughs> but you will see results, and that'll lock in the habit. So make sure you're eating enough, though. Seriously. 
Because if you're not eating enough, you're going to train and it's not going to notice anything. And that's when you lose your habit and people are like, oh, this isn't working. Forget it. And also, don't be afraid to reach out and, and try to find a coach, too. Yeah. I think There's tons um, of trainers. Coaches. Tons of tra- yeah. You can get an online coach for pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah. I would check the credentials and, yep. and make sure they have good reviews. Yeah. But I wouldn't be afraid to go that route either. Maybe hit Catherine up about that eight-week program. Yeah. Although that's for cutting, right? Is I that- think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So someone who's more like you. Like I was 6 feet 160. Like if I sold a diet program for building muscle... And by diet, I, I should say a reverse diet program. Then I would say something like that. I'm yeah. sure there's someone like for me sure. out there that that does sell that. For sure. So yeah, do that. Awesome. And thank you for reaching out because that's also a good step. Yes. Weight training, eat more, see where the scale moves, make sure it's moving up. Shoot for a pound a week. Gonna Love kill it. it. Uh, last question. So I went through them because there's doubles here. Yeah, no worries. Uh, last question is: I really admire how each and every day you put the number of days you haven't had alcohol. Thank you. That's super good. I've been getting into the habit of keeping a journal, and I wrote it in every night. I have a sweet tooth. Each day I've been writing how many days it's been since I haven't had a dessert. See, this is awesome because everyone has their own struggle. Right. I think at the end of tonight it'll be five days, but I'm starting to crave anything with a little sweetness. How do you help yourself stay on track, especially if you have a day you really want alcohol? Great question. Uh, But, and I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Yeah, do it. Why aren't you eating the sweet though? Like, why are have you associated this sweet is going to make me fat, make me fat, or make yeah. me gain weight? Like with you, I alcohol. Think we start there, alcohol is it's not like a. You know what I mean? You were so deep in alcohol, you kind of had to do what you did. I think that it was easier for me to dr- not drink at all than to drink in moderation. Yeah, and maybe that's where this person is. You know, maybe, maybe it's yeah. easier to not eat any sweets right. than for for now. Which I think the ultimate goal in my life is to eventually drink with moderation. I think that going from one extreme to the complete opposite is going to help me find a happy medium one day. Um, I also, you know, with my fitness goals, not drinking at all is just better. Oh, for sure. For my current career path. Um. So there's that as well, and and maybe one day I won't have you know a couple glasses of wine won't be a big deal. But for you specifically with desserts, if if you are correlating that sweets are what's making you fat or or overweight or not look the way you want or feel the way you want, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like Catherine, for example, she eats some sweets every now and then. Zig and zag is serious. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, she just but, shows that. No, no, but that's the thing. So so let's start there, and then we'll go. Yeah. What yeah. what is your knowledge of? foods and of fitness and of weight loss yeah if if you're reaching out and saying this because your whole life you know all these weight watchers commercials and whatnot said you can't have chocolate cake you can't have this and this and this yeah you can you you can it is doable unless you know yourself so well that you know like i don't have the discipline to just have one thing one piece of chocolate cake rather than a whole cake right yeah so i again it depends on the information, but, yeah. but I, I like that we do both. Even yeah, you know the yeah. hypotheticals. I, I'm the type I want to eat. I like to eat those things. Yeah. I have ice cream three times a week. I'm sorry, I do. No, I track it. Yeah, I track it. I think I look all right. You know, I'm, I'm in good shape. <laughs> I take care of myself. Yeah, that's just the way I I do it. I like to eat different foods. I track them. Yeah, but you're I also, also not have the sedentary. You're, you're right, right. Super active. I am super so, active, and I do for have someone the discipline. who doesn't work out, doesn't run frequently. Eating that kind of stuff, it can be dangerous. It can be dangerous, yeah. But my assumption is, if you're not working out regularly, you're not exercising. You're probably Start not tracking, it. yeah. Either is my 
Yes. So if this person isn't working out, isn't tracking, and th- correlates sweets to not looking or feeling the way that she wants, what would you say to her? I would say if you have a correlation that anything is causing you to not look the way you want to look, then you are on the path of, of self-growth and betterment. Yeah. So I would suggest getting in the gym first. If you're not in the gym, yeah, get in the gym. Yep. Because that is going to expand your knowledge of this arena that you're in. If, if you're yeah. in the self-betterment trying to, to not gain weight, well, all right, let's master. Let's let's work on that so we can try to master that game. You can learn all you can about nutrition, and then you probably can have some sweets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the I, reason I you call can. it zig and zag, like you, eighty twenty. Right. I, you know, I I definitely have sweets too. Why I love can sweets. why can you have sweets and I can have sweets, but because you can't because we're super active. But anyone can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's, there's no reason you can't if, yeah. if if you do also what if we do. if you want to put in the put in the work around it and figure put out in the work you know, around it the wh- prep work right so to speak prep work everything's ninety nine percent prep work. That's awesome, man. Good, good, good. All right. Is there anything else we want to add? Are talk you, about? Are we out of questions? Yep. Okay. That was it. Thank you all for the questions. Yeah, Those please, were awesome. Please continue reaching out. And I would I would say if if you have a specific question that like pertains to you in a specific manner, especially with circumstances, list those circumstances. Yeah. That way we can have a better handle on like t- t- the, the context unique, of the problem. Yeah, 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 the unique perspective that you're trying to um to I learn. St- I still like how we do like if this then this. We'll do both if anyway. This, yeah, we will. We will. But I want say, you know, say Jimmy reaches out and yeah. we can't we struggle to to grasp what he's asking. Yeah. From a, you know what I mean, from a unique standpoint of the circumstance and his mindset and yeah. it's it's hard to gather where somebody is from a little paragraph question. Totally. So true. if, if I, I feel like generic questions, you're going to get generic yeah, answers. Yeah, but the, we still try to dive deep. Right. But the more unique and in depth you you get with a question, the, the more, more we will as well. That's so cool. That's interesting. That's a new distinction for me personally. Like the more you can dive deep, or, or the more insight you can retain from a question yeah. from an individual circumstance and person, the more you can dive deep into a more effective answer. Right. I have been speaking to. There is a girl I haven't been speaking to for two years now, like helping her throughout her entire journey. Is this the one up in New Hampshire? Yeah. That you were, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And How's she doing? Good. Very nice. good. Um, it's important for me because like, I, I know a lot about her life. I know a lot about what she's going through, but it's super important for me to get a personal feel for... Yeah, where she's at. What that who means. she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might be going through a divorce, but like, what does that mean to you? Some people are happy when they're going through a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I know people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you're not, then I need to know that. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just, if you went to the doctor, you wouldn't just say, yeah, I'm hurt. You would say, this is w- this. what's going on. And back man. to doctors. And we're not, though, still. Yeah. I'm still not. <laughs> still I haven't not. received my PhD since I am not one. So should we pull up uh, any reviews or what do we want to do what here? We got, yeah, pull one up. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's see if I'm on the internet, hopefully. No, probably not. Oh no, I have I have Wi-Fi, so you must. You do have Wi-Fi. Yeah. So yeah, Wi-Fi. I think um, we recorded an episode last night. iTunes dot com. Uh, yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> no, I think it's iTunes podcast. iTunes. Podcast. We we recorded an episode last night, and I'm super 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 excited um, for all you guys to hear it because there was a so much so much so much value added, and um, the the gentleman Terrence is just next level, absolutely next level. And you guys are going to learn a ton from him. So, 
check that one out. Make one sure tiny out. caveat. Oh, yeah. I, about <laughs> 25 minutes into the episode, made the mistake of hitting the mic wire. And turning it off. So my voice, in particular, about 25 minutes in, is going to be less than ideal oh, yeah. in terms of the audio quality. Oh, but sure. Terrence and Kevin's voices will still be on point, yes. and you, know, you guys listen to them more than me. Right, anyway, I was going to say, so. you don't really add that much value anyway, so <laughs> they probably wouldn't even notice your mic turned off. All right, podcasts on iTunes, Apple. Let me find this. Oh, yeah, hammer This it. might take a second. I'm out of water. I'm just going to Google it. Hyperconscious Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's us. Hyperconscious Podcast. <laughs> what movie reviews. What movie are you going to see? Um, Game Night, maybe? It's Game like night. A, I think it's a comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They actually look pretty good. Yep. Oh, I found it. Reviews for the podcast, Hyperconscious Podcast. What do we got? Here we go. Hopefully all love. Yes. So here is a great one. Oh, this one is uh, is Tom. You want me to read that one? Oh, sure. Shout out. Um, have you ever sat alone thinking, wishing you could share your deepest thoughts with a friend, have a conversation about your dreams, your goals, your deepest fears, and convictions? Well, that is exactly what this podcast is about, opening up and talking about the things that truly matter, realizing you have the ability to dig deep within yourself to see what makes you tick, to find the driving force that gets you to wake up every morning and grind. Hyperconscious isn't just the name of the podcast. It is a mindset in which this podcast is founded. Keep up the good work, Kev and Alan. I know you'll always be grinding, dream chasing, and aspiring to inspire others. I love it. That's an awesome. I love it. And that's a great review from the standpoint of we always have these talks. Yeah. These talks are – what are we talking about while we're setting all this up? Yeah. What we're going to do next week and and deep thoughts and, oh, this – didn't happen by coincidence. It's just, this really is a lifestyle. Yep. Like, fitness is a lifestyle for us, but also just self-development and self-growth and being conscious of your thoughts. Yep. I firmly believe that your thoughts shape your life. And if you can shape your thoughts in the way you want, you can shape wherever your life goes. I love it. I firmly believe that. We go to the gym every day. We also do mindset workouts yeah. every day through conversation. Yeah, that's what this is. It's super important. And surround yourself with like-minded people who want to talk about things that are important. Yeah. I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't. I Sorry, don't. Yeah. I don't. But if you do, that's your thing. If you don't, find more people that don't. Exactly. Jim Rohn quote, say things that matter to people who care. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All Ladies right. and gents, thank you for joining us. Please, please, please keep the questions flowing like the salmon of the Capistrano. Capistrano. Yeah, it's from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, That's why I asked if you've seen it. And on YouTube, check out how the green screens stuff came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to work, make this work in post-production. Yeah. We, this is our first time. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And that's why we tell you that because, like, you know, sometimes you got to take a chance and it might work out. It might not. We don't know. We, we don't know. At this given time, while you're listening to this, <laughs> we have no clue if it's even going to work. Yeah. But it's worth a try. Yes, it's worth a try. Because it's better to try and not succeed than to never try and wonder if you would have. Ah, well done. Well done. Ladies and gents, we are signing off. Please keep the questions coming, and we love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.